And we're live. Another episode of The Oddest Couple with uh, John A. Light and our special guest today, Der- is it Derek Yancey? Yes. Okay. Um, before we get into that, though, we just started our Patreon channel, which we're very excited about. We did it three, four years ago when John and I used to do the show together, did really well. We had people call into the show. We had people ask us questions. We had bonus episodes. Everything was up there early. So we're going to do that, but we're going to add a whole lot more with personalized video messages, um, depending on the tier of your subscription, uh, personalized you know calls, and we'll have one-on-one calls with, with John and, and you on occasion. Um, bonus episodes, what we're going to talk about with Derek today is uh, when he came to our live show. Our live show is on Patreon right now. Um, our live show is amazing uh, at City Winery just about a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, so go, the first time we seen each other it was the first years. time and, it, and it's really cool it was the first time that Derek and John saw each other and it was completely unexpected and it was probably really you know the best moment of the evening and we'll talk about that in, in a few minutes but if you're listening to this right now or if you're watching this right now to sign up to our Patreon channel go to the description of this video or this audio it'll also be all over our social media you can also go to patreon.com slash the oddest couple podcast subscribe subscriptions start as little as eight dollars a month and i promise you you will enjoy it the content the access the direct correspondence with us is really what we're looking for we get so many questions so many messages that we just can't go through it and uh we're excited to have our little community back so patreon.com slash the oddest couple podcast let's get into it today um derek really good to see you for uh, for me it's the second time um see you too the first time was a really cool moment where we had our live show at City Winery, and I think it was more towards the end of the show. Um, I think you asked a question basically to John, like, you know, kind of like, do you remember me of, from jail? And it was such, it was really a beautiful moment. Actually, a lot of people um, that talked to me after the show and uh, friends that were there told me that that was the best part of the night because it was literally seeing two people that spent a fair bit of time together and in uh, you know not the best circumstances, but there was like love and a true brotherly connection. And you guys hadn't seen each other in what twenty plus years. Man, I used to hate him because he would get me stretching and I couldn't stretch. And, and you know he's a big strong guy, so when, when you used to stretch my and I was like, oh my, you know I'm the worst. You remember how bad I was? Felt good though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my legs were killing me. I'm yeah. like, man, this ain't easy stretching like that. Yeah, I would tell him, John, you got to stretch. You just can't work it out. Not stretch. You got to yeah, stretch. Man. Yeah, yeah. So I guess to start, describe how you, well, how did you find out about this live show, for example? Well, I was downstairs in, uh, <clears throat> in, my, uh, in my building, giving up, putting some cans in the, in the re- recycling bin, and this guy who works in my building starts talking to me. And he starts talking to me about your show. Right, and he says, you know, the Albanian king. I'm like, what? I was like, Albanian. I said, man, I don't want to hear nothing about no Albanian king. It's only one Albanian king. I know him. That's my dude. And I said, and his name's John A. Like, he said, that's who I'm talking about. I'm like, nah, man, he's not out. He's like, yo, he's out. He's got a podcast. <laughs> and I ran upstairs and checked it out. I was like, wow. I was so happy to see it. I was thrilled that he was back home. That he was up. Uh, Away from all that pressure he was under, he was out here and he was alive and everything was going well for him. I was so happy about that. So my wife said, I gotta go see him. She's like, oh, he probably remember me. I said, no, it's my friend, I gotta go see him. I'm gonna go down here, first chance I get, I'm gonna go see him. 
So you got show popped up. And I waited, I kept waiting for something to get down. So I hope he remembers me because I didn't see him in a minute. You know, I got a bald head now, got a little gray around the whiskers, you know. But uh, he said he recognized me as soon as he saw me. And you know what, under all those lights, you know how- I know, it's we so bright. Those lights bright, it was hard to see. And I went like this, I put my hand, and the first thing I was like, I'm like, Yancey. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife was on a laugh and she goes, I guess he recognized you. Right. Yeah. But you look the same, man. You're always in good shape, you're always big. And uh, I mean, we, you know, listen, we hung out together every day. We used to kick it every day, we'd talk, work out, play sports. Not, not that not the people didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't liked by many people that meant it was close like that, but. Well, you know, too, you know, and, and I said it that night, right? Because, you know, I hate talking about color. Everybody knows, and, and no matter what, you got to bring it up. But we were so close, and, and I talk about the street where we come from. It wasn't like that with us. So, you know, these other phony guys, and, you know, they're, listen, they're full of shit. We know that. We know what all these guys are about. So how many how many years did you guys do together in jail? A couple of years, I guess, we would have. At least, five, yeah. at least five years there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you remember the first time yeah. you met him? At least, I, remember, I was walking the path, and he was walking the path. And, and he's one of the, the only Italian guy there that walks by himself. Well, Albanian. But <laughs> Albanian, was Italian. Yeah, yeah. Italian, right? And yeah. uh, he only work, he's only walking by himself. So he's walking, I'm walking behind him, and he said something like, I wish I was in Shea Stadium right now. So the next day for the he had Shea Stadium to watch a game. I looked at him, I knew he was from New York at the time. I said, yeah. I said, seven train, take you right there. He looked at me, he's like, hi. And we started talking, he said, he told me where he was from. I told him where I used to be at, hang out in Queens and run in New York and everything. And we kind of built a relationship from off of that. That's when we just started talking about freedom and being home. And we know in the summer, we want to go to the beach, stuff like that, you know, that we couldn't do in there. So we just started talking about those type of things. That's what we spoke about. And then what, do you, what was your first impression of him? My first impression of him was that he was definitely different from the other guys that was there, from the other Italian guys that were there. Definitely different. I didn't know who he was, right? We had built a friendship. I didn't know who he was. So just we never talked about anything in the street, just talking about life things. Yeah. And uh, one day I saw him on, I was watching TV. I looked and I'm like, that's Johnny. <laughs> so I went and said, yo, man, you're on TV. And this made me like him a lot more. He looked at me and said, shh. <laughs> Don't sit in. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what I mean. And he, most of the people there didn't even know who he was. Kept a low profile, mind his business, doing his thing. But uh, I used to look at him and I was wondering, like, yo, why is he around them, them dudes? I couldn't figure it out because he's not like them at all. Way different. Why were you around those dudes? Because I was a lot smarter than them. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you know what? Like, and, and later on, as we keep hanging out, he knows, and we talk about it. And, you know, when the fights jumped off, they would all run. They weren't there during the fights. And when some serious fights happened, you know, and it was about six, seven, eight guys, they all got in a day room on, on, on a fight that I jumped in. Had nothing to do with me, but they jumped the guy, and I didn't really particularly stay with the guy or nothing. But... I didn't like that they jumped him, so I jumped in. When I jumped in, they all left me, but he's still with me. And uh, guys were like, oh, it's gonna be like that? You standing with him? And he said, yeah, it's like that. And we went into the day room, you know, which everybody was kniving up and whatever they were doing. And uh, 
you know, we didn't back down. That's just the way it was. And they decided that's not what they wanted to do. Yeah. They didn't want to take it that far. I I received some backflack behind that, but I told him, I said, yo, Johnny's from New York. And I mess with him, that's my dude. And so I'm not gonna let y'all jump him. You know you don't want to fight him one on one, then you don't need to fight him at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to do a one on one with him, so you don't get to do it at all. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's the way it is. The other guys and it was bad after that because everybody looked at them like, Look, yeah, yeah. oh my God. Well they all like they all ran, they all ran, yeah, they, they all ran, ran left from looking at Johnny like, yo, why are you even around them dudes anymore now? Right. Why do you even talk to them now? But it's like it's sex in jail. Everybody has a set. It's like you're supposed to belong in this set, in that set, and you in that set. That's why I mean, him being close. Yeah, we broke that rule. We broke yeah, the rule. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't really like that, but yeah. they, had to have, they, had to, they had to wear it. They ended up ratting me out, put me out. I went to the hole for a long time, and I got out for a minute and right back into the hole again. And, you know, and, you know I don't know what's going on in a compound. I just know they're all giving me up. And, yeah, know. I found out. He wasn't even at the door yet. And then one of the officers out that he was cool with came to me and said, yo, man, you know, they're telling on your man already. He ain't, he ain't even home yet. <laughs> yeah. By the time he got the door, they were telling telling everything they knew. Where so where when where was this jail when you guys were together? We went uh we ended up in Allenwood. Uh, okay. We ended up in Allenwood later Allenwood, on. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of I mean, describe the conditions for us. Uh, on a scale of bad, good to bad. Nah, it's like any other joint, man. You know, you do your own time, you mind your business. We're McKeon before that, you know, it was they're all the same, to be honest yeah. with you. When people, yeah. you know, tell you it's different, they're all, they're all yeah, it's, jail. It wasn't, a it wasn't the roughest place, but something can happen to you there. Remember that, yeah. that uh, the Mexican guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what happened? You know, I didn't know that was, was going on there. Like, yeah, there's madness over there. He was down there, and these dudes, some guy came in there, and they, the Mexican guys in the other unit. Yeah. And they just, I don't know. I didn't know that was still happening in jail, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get I, I, I yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was like, oh, we was disgusted by it. Like, what the hell is going on over there? But it wasn't Damn. our unit. Yeah. We wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have stood for that night. Yeah, unit. Like, yeah. Oh, I ain't doing that. Yeah. But, like you said, it's jail, and bad things happen. And how, so how many years did you do total? In there? And total, 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 total. I was just talking to John to add it up. I probably, I probably got about almost 20 years in. And... What was I mean? If you're allowed to talk years. about, if you're allowed to talk about reasons or why, actually, uh, well, my last case that I was in, I wasn't supposed to be in jail for that time. That you know that XJ dash seven thing they tried to enhancement. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I got hit with that after I got found not guilty. What What is that I for was, people listening that they don't? So it's, a, it's a, something they use for enhancement, but they got rid of the law. They they uh they uh kicked back maybe like six seven years ago. Threw that out because it was they was illegally enhancing people's sentence behind closed doors. I went to trial for uh, for murder, for attempt murder, for conspiracy to murder and drug and drug okay. trafficking. Well, I got found not guilty of murder, conspiracy to murder, and drug trafficking, but they found me guilty in the judge's chamber with a D district attorney. For some seven dash J seven yeah, nonsense, yeah. and they gave me ten years when I wasn't supposed to get that time. If, was, if anything, I'm supposed to got just in charge. I'm supposed to been a year or whatever. And I was. And the funny home. thing is, 
I think I'm even darker than you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, it, no, it, I know, it, I know. systems, <laughs> systems, <laughs> just, yeah. you know, not always, but it is on a lot of occasions, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah, and so I, you know, and I appealed to why I was going through it. And one time you see me like, I'm looking like I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, That's yeah. because they denied it. I'm like, you got me behind closed doors. I had a jury trial, so why is your jury giving me this time? Mm -hmm. The jury said no. But you get behind closed doors and feel like you can do what you want to do, and that's what they did. So I ended up getting 110 months, and they and, <laughs> and they told me I shouldn't be crying about that shit. I should have had life a long time ago. Yeah. That's what he told me. That's what the district attorney tells me. And he also said it wasn't fair that they didn't find me guilty. What were you in for before that 10-year stint? Uh, drug, drug possession. Okay. Yeah, it's upstate bed. I had a... A larceny as a kid, being like 18, 19 years old, I had a larceny charge. And yeah. What so, was Harp there for, too? Harp was there for, uh, he was there for for, for drug dealing. He was, he was a, yeah. he's another, he was, he was like his partner in there. That Harp was like him. Harp didn't really talk to nobody, actually. Nobody either. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all hit it off. You know, we were yeah, we were all, you know, we were I like Hop too. He was a yeah, good guy, quiet, I, tough. Was a real guy, yeah. One of the real. I like him because this is why I like you because you remind yeah. me of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not fake. You're just yeah. real. And um, Miss Hop, Hop got gunned down execution style in in in, uh, in, in Philly, Chester, PA. Yeah. About that's four where five this years ago. That's where the case for Oscar Lugo that we're gonna talk about. His daughters are coming. He's in Chester where they gave him up 440 years. Where where Hop ended up getting him killed. Mm-hmm. What, what were you like as a as a kid when you? I mean, were you were you wild? I'm just like Johnny. I was a fighter. You know, I, I didn't start out wild. I started out being picked on, and then I was so sensitive about that. So I started being like, no, I'm not accepting it. So I started being a real good fighter. And what happens? You be a real good fighter, people start challenging you. Yeah. Now it becomes a game. Yeah. You just come from side, just side of town, to side of town. Where'd you grow up? You out. I grew up in Mount Vernon. Okay. And um, uh, so. That became, well, I was telling somebody before, I started getting jumped like 10 and 15 people at a time. The first two times, and I won. Yeah. I won, I had to run, I won. But I'm like, how many times is that gonna happen? Cause I, when I was growing up in the this, in this early 70s, so martial arts was everything. Right. We all learned martial arts. And I was very good at it, just like, I adapted to it, and I understood it like it was, like it was breathing. So it was very easy for me to do that. So after I started getting jumped so much, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna keep winning, getting jumped by 10 to 15 people. It's not gonna, it's not gonna keep it happening. So that's when the violence started coming into play. Started bringing knives, mm -hmm. started bringing guns out. I'm like, I'm like, you're trying to kill me, not trying to beat me up. So that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then you know, when, you, when you're a tough guy, you meet other tough guys. Hey, I like you, come on over. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get to meet other people, and that's how, that's how it all starts. And did you know that it could lead you down a bad path, or did you just kind of, it was just survival at that point? You know, to be honest with you, you got to remember, I grew up in the 60s and the yeah. 70s, and on TV, all you hear is cowboys right. and, and gangster movies, yeah. right? And so, hey, by the time I was 16 years old, I thought, I, I thought I'd be rich and I'd be a gangster. Why, <laughs> you know what I mean? Why be we got there? Like we got there for a while. We were right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? We were fighting a lot in the street, in jail. Uh, you know, That's what happens. and uh, 
That's why, you know, like a lot of these guys, it's a small community. Yeah. We all know each other. We know each other from the street. Or one friend or from we have another, another friend to another friend. We're all moving together with each other, without each other, but know each other. So, you know, when we, we started to hang it out more, we're talking more about our, our neighborhoods, who we know, who this, who's right. friends with us. And then when the fighting starts, we see who's really real in jail because these guys all, t- listen, they all want to change history. We talk about this all the time. <laughs> But then there's always guys like we haven't seen in 25 years who know the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that'll keep coming out of out of prisons that oh, were friends with me. I'm friends with them. I was friends with Hop. We know who is real, and unfortunately, along the way, a lot of us are getting killed. But you know, and and you know, we got different lives now, and you know, it's just what it is. Because one of the things that we try to do with this show, I mean, ever since John's been out, um, how many years now? Twelve since last yeah. time. Twelve um, is really try to talk to inner city kids and people and kids that are at risk you know that grew up in tough neighborhoods um seemingly like yourselves and well we talked to and, dan you remember dan that we had on the show a couple of times him and mike that died from brownsville and you know when we were together the other day, over, Mount Vernon, we were t- well we were in bronxville actually mm-hmm. but remember dan got on the phone with us he was talking about he's got something going on now in brownsville again he just but, invited us to but like a, a lot of it is is trying to you know send a, a positive message i think for you if you had to, to give a message to that kid yourself when you were 14 15 and and starting to get around that life what what would it be i told myself to stay focused at doing what you do best. And that led me to the ring where I supposed where I belonged. I supposed to be the champion in the ring. Yeah. That's what I supposed to do. I supposed to they gift and went that way with it. I went the wrong way with it. Right. That's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Do you ever do you have regrets about? Man, life is full of regrets, man. I don't care if you do everything right, you're still gonna regret some things. Yeah. And yeah, I got regrets. I watched the movie Creed, <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah. I feel like that. I supposed to got my shot at it. Didn't get a shot. Yeah. But that's life, though, man. Everybody's like I told somebody before. Usually, the best of, best of people to do to do the best uh, sports or whatever it is, you don't get to see them. Right. You get to see the other guys. Right. Right. You know, like I grew up with guys that was supposed to be in the, in the pros in the NBA. They didn't make it. Yeah. But you see the other guys there. You know, like the guys nowhere near as good as my friend was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just the way it's right. the way it goes. Right. Don't everybody's not gonna make it. Even even you could be great, and you still might not make it. That's yeah, yeah. the way life goes. Yeah. Do you? How easy or hard was it for you to to adapt to come back into regular society after jail? Well, I had to act like I was still in prison. On the, the biggest problems to get out, you got bills, you got to pay, you got to see you in jail. You, you get that's gone for a minute. Right. You ain't got no bills to pay. Yeah. So you can sit here. You know, you're not under pressure. When you get back out of here, you gotta you gotta live like everybody else lives. You need bills, you gotta pay bills. You got car, you want you know you you want to do like everybody else do. It's hard working for money that you just spend in a half hour. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what I mean? What, 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 you know, I know what it was for me because we talk about it. How'd you get yourself to stop from being violent, going after anybody, hurting anybody when they were talking, or getting in your way or disrespecting you? Like you know. Oh, I I still have problems dealing with that, and my <laughs> and what I do now. <laughs> To stay secluded more. I, I don't go out to clubs. I don't go places where people be drinking and acting acting up because I know that I can revert back to in just one moment. It only takes a moment for you lose yeah, your, yeah, for you yeah. lose your consciousness. And I ain't gonna lie, John. I'm on my came. I'm on my was in the pizza shop one day, and somebody reached over and put his armpits over my pizza. And I looked at him. I was going to say something, and then something said, "No, don't say nothing." 
Because this is going to escalate and become more than. Yeah, you want it. Four, right. four slices of pizza. Yeah. yeah. I threw it in the garbage and went out the store. Yeah. So you, you say, as you know, as you get older, I know it ticks me off. Yeah. I know my I know my peeves, so I I see it happening. Okay, it's time for me to leave. I just left a job that I was working at because it got to the point where people even put his hands on me. Right? And I'm like, that hasn't happened, happened to me since I was a kid. So I realized, I said, okay, this is not working for me. And I'm thinking about doing things I shouldn't be thinking about doing because I'm past that. So the best thing I can do is just leave this job so I won't have to go through this. Yeah. I want to yeah. see the people, I want to deal with them. I don't have to deal with this issue. It's hard. It's hard, you know. It's hard lowering your wings to people when they're acting up and you're not, you're not used to accepting that. I still have problems when people talk to me crazy. I still have problems with that. Yeah. You just got to get quiet and turn around and walk away because I already know if I entertain it, you're going to go back to jail for a long time. And, and you're going to hurt them. You're yeah. going to hurt them bad. Yeah, exactly. yeah, the biggest thing is to learn. Fight. You yeah. can't even fight no more. Like, when we was growing up, yeah, somebody, you can get a fist fight. Okay, you ain't going yeah. to jail. But now you go to jail for a fist fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we can't even do that anymore. You to learn to humble ourselves, I think. As you get older, you learn that there's a direction you got to teach other kids. And you know, humble yourself, to let go of your ego. And, that's a, and, that's and, the whole thing and, about it. That's the whole thing. That's the yeah. biggest thing. And ego you, and pride. Yeah, and you got and a good, you got a good life. You got a good wife. You got the. I mean, you know, those are the yeah, things. Well, that's been my saving grace. Yeah, to have good support. Yeah, the immediate family. I like the way she laughed actually that and night. My wife, she's just yeah. As a matter of fact, John Very told me, sweet woman. John told me to marry her when he was in there. He like, yeah. you marry her. Yeah. Don't let her go. Marry her. Yeah, and I did so. And that's amazing. Like you know, and I think. You know, I, I commend you for showing that self-restraint. I think that hopefully people listening, right, like what you're saying, it ain't worth it over a slice of pizza. It ain't worth it over a, a job. Nothing, you know, like you have a good she's life. Gonna, she's going to sit in jail, so I know. you're looking at the balls and you, and you, and you're, like, and you're just like, am I here? Yeah, you're like, exactly. You know? Because of, of a job? No, you can't. No, can't do Yeah, but it's, but it's hard, you know, like, and... And I think too, you know, in those moments, you probably, I imagine, subconsciously, probably think about your wife, right? And how, like, you don't want to, you don't want to put her through that again, or you through that again. Do it again? No, they don't want to. I did that too much in my life, so I don't want them going through that no more. Yeah. I feel good about them knowing that I'm not living you know, that life no more. You know what's crazy? People like I'm not going to intimidate anybody. I'm not a big guy, but he's a. I mean, you're a big guy, man. You're a strong guy, big guy. So you, yet, yet they still push that you're six two six three yeah no six three with my heels on <laughs> <laughs> it's stilettos on but he, he's i mean you're a big no, you've yeah. always been big strong so but guys still test that water it's weird the way people do that no it's, no, it's not this new age john this age right now they got a situation with you they put it on youtube yeah they yeah, put yeah. it on facebook yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so if you're doing anything they're gonna. <laughs> right. That's what they're doing. They're I always say know, it's all, uh, Yeah, they let everybody know they got an issue with you. That's what they're doing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the thing I, I always say. It's the hardest thing for kids now. Good kids, tough kids, educated kids, kids that want a good life. It's very hard because they're they're stuck in these computers and this and that where they can still screw with them when they're not at school or when when not in the schoolyard when they're home they can still keep bothering them. And it, it's not, you got to commend a lot of kids that are doing the right thing. And that's why it's yeah, important it's for us to do the right thing, to teach them Yeah, you can do it. If exactly. we could do it, you guys could do it. I, it reminds me, I saved a guy in front of my house. He's arguing with a bunch of dudes. He's got four or five of his friends with him. And they argue. And I walk out to take out the garbage and I look. And one of the guys pushed him. 
and he reached for his waistband. And everybody started moving backwards. And I yelled, see your man, come in, come in. So the other guys, they ran off. And he came over with his four friends. I said, what are you doing? I said, yo, you're on the fast track to jail. I said, look, you know they're going to tell on you, right? He's like, yeah, I know, but that's why he ran. I said, no, no, I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about them ones with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They're going to tell on you. Yeah, I said, because yeah. nobody wants to go to jail. Yeah. They're going to tell on you. Yeah. Take that back upstairs, man. Put it away before you get yourself in trouble, man. Yeah. And he listened. Got him a job now. Staying out the way. Yeah. By the time I say they're the ones who's gonna tell on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're the ones they're gonna tell you. They're all gonna tell on you. Yeah, yeah. All gonna yeah, tell yeah. On you. both sides. Both sides of you. So you can't win. Yeah. Get your job and stay in the street, stay home, you know? How did, so you and your wife knew each other before you went to jail? Yeah. How many years before you went in or? She grew up, she's come my neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. And you guys. Knows I said my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have a <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many were you guys? So were you guys together when you were in jail? No, we got together while I was in while I was in jail. While you were in yeah. jail, yeah. how many yeah. years? How many years were you in jail while you were with her? I was matter of fact, I was in jail three years. I had three years to do to do left. Left, yes, and. What was that support like? Like, how did how do you maintain a relationship like that when you're in jail? It's funny because I had told her I had, I got three years left, and you know, I'll see you when I get home in three years from now. And she's like, No, 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 I'm going to be here with you, and I'm going to finish this thing with you. Wow, right? And I was like, telling her no because that's not a burden I want to place on nobody. Right, right. But she told me that. <clears throat> This what she wanted to do. She wanted to be there. Now, well, you know, I kept telling her to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, you know, and it's funny, like, I, I mean, obviously, I don't I don't know your wife, but even in the, the one interaction we had at the live show, the it was so obvious how much love she has for you. And um, it was really beautiful to see that moment, you know, because it wasn't just even just about Derek. It was his wife was also there and she was like emotional to see you and to see how happy he was to see you. So it's a uh, it's a really a, a, an amazing love story. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I told my wife that I that I knew Johnny, and she's like, "Well, listen, don't. It might not be. It was twenty years ago. It might be different now, and this and that." Da, da, da. And I'm like, "No, but my wife is very protective, so she don't like nobody hurting yeah, my feelings yeah. any kind of way." And so she was happy that. that right. me and John well, like, she said it yes. at the show too. When I said it, I went like this with the light, and I'm like. Yes. <laughs> she just looked at you, started laughing. She goes, you're right here. And then after when me and your wife were talking, she goes, I wasn't sure. I said, man, we were, we were close. Yeah. We were together every day. Yeah. And of course, I'm gonna, you know, we were, I mean, we talk about everything, life. Like when you're in jail, like he said, we didn't yeah. talk about gangster shit. We didn't yeah. talk about street. We didn't talk about killing drugs. We talk about family. We talk about going to the beach, have, enjoying life. That's what we talk yeah. about. And, you know. Did you know when you were in jail, you, you knew that your sentence was done like it wasn't you weren't worried about getting at time added or anything like that you knew like okay i'll be home in three years no problem like we're good yeah yeah even though i had a i had a matter of fact i had a situation behind that too because john had left and next thing you know uh the feds come they take me to, and they come take me to mdc and they was talking about Here, um, come a little closer they was talking about <clears throat> asking me information about uh jamas j he, he's been deceased and they was asking me questions about it, but like I told myself, I've been in prison for five years, and I mean for this five years time, and 
and they were telling me, well, you know people that he talked to and all that. I said, well, okay, you know that, and you know so also know that I haven't smoked with them in five years neither. So, but that was enough of them. So yeah. they're still messing with me right now, trying to get me to go to court on that. I got uh, caught up for for grand jury indict for a grand jury subpoena. But like I told them, I have no information on any of that. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. I don't know anything about it. But for some reason, anytime somebody they want them to come and see me and speak to me. It was also my last case. My last case was obstruction of justice. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And that's why I ended up doing that time. And, uh, you know, you know what they do? They threaten you again. I'm going to give you... Like, see, this is you a, do whatever you got to do, man. Th- this yeah. is the problem with the system right there. You got a whole completely different life. Living a different life. Doing the right thing. Married to a good woman. It, they just could keep coming at you when they want to come at you because they're looking for something from somebody else. It, you know, this is the problem with this. When, when did you get out? I got out in two, the end of 2003. Oh, wow. So it's still on your, like, they're still bothering you and shit like that. Yeah, my, me and my lawyer spoke. He's like, he said, well, they got it's you on 20 the years. I said, man, they got, they got the phone records from, from, uh, from Allen Wood. And like I said, so they're going once, through I got, f- once I got in, in prison, I realized at this point right now, it's with a trial for my life. I realized, okay, I gotta be doing something wrong. Something's right, right, not right. Right. Okay. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to change my life. Don't maybe about it. I definitely need to change my life. And uh, I'm gonna start now. So I started in prison. Yeah. By not contacting and being involved with anybody doing anything wrong. Yeah. I don't want that about life anymore. So but it's crazy that like twenty years later it's still things that linger and still right? I mean Yeah, yeah. That was the last time you the last time you got out was two thousand three. Yes, okay. yes, wow. 2003. And uh, that's what Crazy. I was saying to the gentleman, I was like, you know I'm living a different life. And, you know, he was killing me. I said, you you act like you like you a good guy. Not a good guy, right? They was talking about talking about J.M.S.J. selling drugs. I'm like, I don't know anything about him selling drugs. i never seen him selling drugs. i never seen him with any big, with a whole lot of money or anything. i never seen anybody giving me any drugs. Yeah. So I'm like, the man is, is deceased. You should be figuring out how to take care of that. Right. Trying to figure out what he did that you don't know nothing about or whatever. I don't know anything about that. And you shouldn't be worried about it. You're mm-hmm. trying to figure out why he's deceased. Yeah, right. Yeah. 20 something years ago, what are you thinking about? I don't yeah. understand that. Yeah, yeah. That part, that part eludes me. I don't understand that part. This is the problem with, same thing, when we're talking to kids. Whatever we did in our past, it's always gonna be with you. It's you just gonna have to deal with it. And that's why I keep telling kids, make the right decisions, right? Make the right decisions because even though we change our lives, it's always going to be part of our lives, whether we like it or not. And everybody's going to still always try to challenge. And you got to be able to understand, like, and you got to kind of shrug it off, go the other direction and say, I got a different life now. You know. It's funny because it reminded me of when I was younger. My father gave me some good advice. Let me start seeing things a little different. He says, you ever notice why people that know you keep coming messing with you? And I'm like... Yeah, I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, because they don't want to be here anymore. And they're too scared to get rid of themselves. Yeah. So they come find your dumb self. Right. And, and let you do it, because you'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's true. Yeah, that's why they do the things they do. Yeah. So you need to let someone else, let someone else do some work. Yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. the only fool in the world, let someone else do some work. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I learned a lesson. He's like, he's like because some people just don't want to be here. Yeah. They do things. And they're like, okay, if I do to this guy, then he'll... Yeah, he'll, yeah. he'll have this happen for me. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? They're looking for, they're looking for somebody to help them out. I ain't helping nobody out no more. 
I'm not doing yeah. that. How how hard was it to like rehabilitate into regular society after 20 years in jail? You mentioned I mean, paying not, bills, but like how does how, like how do you get back on your feet doing it the right way and you, you get back on your you don't <laughs> you don't get back on your feet the right way. You become like everybody else. You're never going to get back on your feet. You're never going to be what you were before. It's never going to happen again. Those times are gone. That time and era is gone. It's not the 80s no more. That money's not like that no more. Even the, everywhere around yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 180 million more people in the, in America since that time in the yeah. 80s. You know what I mean? The money's not like that anymore. You're never gonna get that no more. You're lucky if you if you get to, if you get to put food on the table again, you're good. Yeah, the money was crazy back in the 80s. Yeah. It was just cash. I mean, it was it's a different era. But in terms of like, so then how do you mentally adjust and tell yourself like this is this is life? But at least I'm free. Well, I tell myself that. I'm free, I'm alive, yeah. and I'm winning. <laughs> yeah. I'm winning. Yeah. That's where we come from. Most of my friends in, yeah, they're dead. in, in Pierce, they're dead. They're dead, yeah. they're dead. And it ain't from natural causes, neither. Yeah. You know, there's been a few from natural causes, but not that many. Yeah. You know? So just to be just to be around still, right, that's a blessing. From all the mistakes we've made, just to be around and have your freedom. It's, you're winning. Do you remember the day you got out? Yeah. What What was that feeling like? I went to McDonald's. I don't know where you went. I actually went to McDonald's. So crazy I am. Did you go to McDonald's? I went there too. Yeah. I was trying to think, did I get McDonald's? Did I get something to eat? I wasn't even thinking about something to eat. I had, I had been, it's been so long, it's like a, like a dream. It didn't feel, it didn't feel real. Yeah. When I woke up the next morning, that's when I realized it was real. I woke up somewhere di different from the, in, this, in the in the cell block. Yeah. But that's when I realized it was real that I wasn't in anymore. But it becomes like a dream. Yeah. Do you remember your first your first meal after, like the one that is there anyone that stuck out? Oh, I think I, I had a. Uh, they have a soul food place up in up in um, in Pelham, called Yvonne's at the time. I got, I got a meal from Yvonne's. I think I remember it was fish, candy yams, you know, all the stuff that I couldn't get in there, you know? Yeah. How good did it taste? Yeah, it tastes excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know. We got a lot of things in there until everybody started telling on me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys get? Everything. I was bringing yeah. in wine, I was bringing lobster, yeah. I was bringing everything. No way, really? Yeah. Yeah, then they all gave me up. He didn't tell you I was in all everybody was talking. Yeah. Wine? I got everything. Lobster? I brought everything in there. Yeah, pastas. I brought. Oh, well. you know, well, you're eating good. I'm the only one that was bringing everything but drugs. I wasn't bringing drugs, and I'm and I got jammed up. I was bringing everything but drugs. I was just bringing stuff so we can eat. And, you know, so. Yeah, because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even. Well, I, I figured it was going on in there. But I'm like, think about people selling drugs in there. Yeah, yeah. No, what's the name? There was a. It was a gambling ring. They yeah. all got busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and John's like, oh, they didn't get you. I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I said, I told him, I said, money, if you're, in, if you're in jail and you're getting busted, then you have no business doing anything. Yeah. Anything at all. Because <laughs> you're getting busted in there. Steve McQueen used to play a, in a movie where he was always getting locked up in a hole in a, in a German movie. So they were joking because I was always in the hole. Right. I was constantly, you know, and I would be sleeping and he would be like, 
Here they come again. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd say, here I come again. They're coming to lock me up. But he knew. He kept telling me, too, why you talk to these guys? They were always, always giving you up. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And that's why he said, I don't even know why you even talked anymore. But it's just the way it is. You just, you, yeah, you like know a, a lot of guys. You grow up with them or whatever. Yeah, it's like a circle. I was telling, I said, tell Hawk that you was the only one that was real. Yeah. This, what's that guy named? Uh, the guy that gave up, Nikki. Whatever. Yeah. But that's what he was, I said, my home. I said, all them dudes is fake, man. I said, yeah. John is the only one these dudes is real. Yeah. There's some guys you get, you go to prison forever. Yeah. They wanted him to do the, uh, put the machines yeah, in yeah. Philly. The right. Oh, bandits. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah. on bandits. So they wanted him to do it. And I told him, I said, man, don't deal with yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that was good advice when you told them. I remember when they told him. And, and you yeah, said he was, that. He was yeah. mad at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was mad. Telling Johnny them that I said that he wasn't. <laughs> 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 I said, "If I do, I said, no, nah, man, don't do it. Just do it. I said, yeah, I'm going to jail. Yeah, yeah." And he says, he tells me that he's a gangster, and I look at him and he's dead as I said, "Ain't no gangster, man. What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, that's that, that's the thing. They think they got the market on being gangsters because they're Italian, and you know they're soft, most of them. Yeah, I yeah. mean they they just are. Yeah, you know there's, there's always a handful that that aren't, but most of them are. Do you remember your? I liked, I liked him. It's another old man there, and the other old man. Yeah, yeah. I liked the yeah, old man. Yeah, yeah. The old man and the other old guy. Yeah. Those are the only guys I like. Yeah. They were old time. They old time all. You saw about Tommy Gambino, the old man at oh, the time. Okay. He was a very nice guy. He's quiet. Yeah. You know, he's just a gentleman. Yeah, definitely yeah. gentleman. The old yeah. man Bob. You know, he died. That's uh, was his brother-in-law actually. Mm -hmm. He was a nice guy. Mind his own business. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you ever think about? Do you ever think about your time in jail now? Sometimes I, sometimes something happens and I remember something that happens, but for the most part, matter of fact, I've seen him bring back a lot of memories. Yeah, I know. I, we, well, that's that's when it does because you start. Right. We start joking and talking stories again, back and forth. We yeah. did this, we did that. I go play basketball. I mean, he was a good basketball player, you know. Yeah, you come so, watch. Yeah, yeah, show come up, watch. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I come out yeah. there, I'd be like, I'll stand over here. I played handball. I won't I play that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel like there's no, like, because John's spoken about, we did shows on, uh, you know, like PTSD or any of these kind of um, stresses. Do you have any of that? Yeah, well, that's, what you, that's a good thing to talk about because sometimes somebody rolls up on you and start talking in your face. John tell you, in prison, that means it's time for you to get busy. Yeah. It's time for you to get busy. There's no time for you to be doing anything other than that. And I hear it doesn't mean that. But you're still <laughs> Yeah. But you're still, still thinking that thinking like, mm -hmm. okay, this may be something, you know what I mean? And uh it's kinda hard to get yourself off it because it's like it's like taking yourself off point. Right. You know what I mean? But that's something you have to deal with. I've been dealing with that. And like people will do that and they don't want to do this. They don't wanna do anything. They just expressing themselves or whatever they're doing, but it's not the same. It's different. It's definitely different. There's PTSD involved yeah. in it. It is. Because people act a certain kind of way, yell, scream at me. That gets me right. going that way, you know what I mean? So, yeah, there's, things, there's definitely things involved in that. And uh, sometimes when I see, when I, like I see some people in the street sometimes, and they, and they pull out with them knives, I get flashbacks of that right there. Yeah, happened yeah. to me. Worked in the, in the, I was working in the, in the health center. So I was helping a guy, and we was in the bathroom, 
And he asked me about senior's coat. I'm like, no, I don't see your coat. I haven't seen your coat in here. Just look for it. It's not in here. I don't know where you left for that. So when you walk out the door, you're supposed to turn to the right. To the left is a closet. And I'm glad he went to the left and not to the right. He went out before I did. And when I came out, he went to the left by the closet and left the, for me to walk out to the right. But when I just came out, he seen me and he flicked the knife out. And that's point, I almost had a flashback. If I'd have been, if I'd have been with my back against the wall, I would have had a flashback. Being that I was able to move yeah, get out way, of, yeah. I was like, okay, it's not that moment. This guy is having a moment. It's, he's not, right. you know what I mean? He's not right in the head. So everything kind of calmed down for me. But if I'd have been against that wall, ain't gonna tell him what would have happened. So what did you say to him? Like, what would you say to him? I told him, put the knife back in his pocket and we'll go upstairs and we'll go in the camera and see if we can find his coat. You know, but he was having a moment. I almost had a I almost had a moment, yeah. you know, and was able to get that down. But that's a that's, that's a, a yeah. part of PTS right there because I believe my back would have been against the wall, I would have acted different. Right. I, could, I could get leave. away from it. I, yeah. could, I get away from it. It kind of lessened it. For yeah, me. but that's still scary. I mean, even if like somebody who didn't have you know the background or had been like, for me, that I mean, it's equally a scary moment. Um, but it's pretty amazing that you handle it like that. Because that's I mean, what do you think in that moment? do you just start thinking as well of what means to you, what what really means to you, you know, what's important to you, and if you act the way you used to, you'll go right back to, to jail? Well, actually, my first thought when he came and pulled the knife out, I was like, okay, it's about to happen. But he didn't attack. What'd he say? He starts talking about, <laughs> I stole his coat. Yeah. And everything, and I'm like, okay, he didn't attack me, so something's going on with him mentally. And he didn't attack me, so it was, it was like, okay, I can maybe talk him out. Right, right. He's not coming at me with the knife. Yeah. If he came at me with the knife, then I, I just would have reacted. It's no yeah, time to think. Yeah. It's no time to think things like that happen. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Any. What? He got a million. What's the names here? Are they going now? All the names? No, all the damn cuts you still have. Oh, I got them all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got them on my stomach, on my arms. He had like a million cuts on his arm right there. Yeah. 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 In my hand, yeah. Yeah. My stomach. From regular. Yeah, I got got cuts every my neck. (laughs) I got them all over. I hide them good. (laughs) See, that's only. That's one of the things, you know, because when. Go back when, when I first jumped in the fight. One of the guys actually I was real cool with, Muhammad, I was cool with him. Even mm-hmm. afterwards, when we went to the hall, his family came, they asked us, are we going to be all right? They were shocked to see him. Muhammad was a big bastard. Mm-hmm. So when we came out, we hugged, you know, and the, the guards were asked us before we went on a visit, are you guys going to be okay with each other? And we both, and we hugged, and he says, John, why'd you get in that? And I says, he says, I thought, well, of course, we are cool. He says, but was it necessary all you guys to jump him? I said, I just wasn't going to allow it. And then it went from that to more guys jumped in against me, then he came in. But the thing is, when they go to the day room, guys, you know, some of them are carrying on what they ain't going to do and some are real. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're getting knives. So everybody went into the day room, but they didn't want nothing, like he said. They didn't, they didn't want it. And uh, it ended up being squashed, but then I went back to the cell and they, whoever dropped on, you know, ratted me out. They came and got me. And I went to the hole, and then later on, he's sending me messages. They were, you know, and he got it from one of the guards, told him, no, they're all giving John up. So, I mean, it's just part of it. And, you know, and, and so I think that as, like what you're saying, do you, what do you go through with this, 
with some of the stuff. You just kind of take it as what it was, and that's it. They, they lost all. They lost all respect when he ran. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was so mad respect. at the time. They lost all respect because yeah. they had a little respect, but then dudes like, hold up, they just ran like, yeah, and. It's too many of them just to run. Yeah. It's too many of them just to run like yeah, that yeah. and left John by itself. How did mentally you stay kind of sane during all your time in jail? Pretty much stay away from a bunch of clowns. The exercise, you worked out day <laughs> and night. Out, worked out day and night. Day and I night, did a lot of reading. Yeah. I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of reading. Jails is like, you know, it's not like college. I say the same thing. You stay with a couple of good guys. He stay with Hop all the time, me. And that's it. You don't spread out to other people, because then you know that you there is no well, situations. And, and yeah, then you know that's when you know the caliber of people. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm only dealing with a certain caliber yeah. of people. The other people, I don't need to know them. I don't yeah. need to talk to them. I don't need to be bothered with them yeah. at all. Did you ever, you know, how do you how do you not let yourself get into a depression or, um, you know, just get down about? Circumstance. You know, my cousin says that to me. I guess you got to have a strong mentality. I mean, listen, it's already happened. You're gonna cry about now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's too late. Get to live it. You always say that. That's a joke, Ron and Jail. I should have cried before this yeah. happened. <laughs> now it's too late. Yeah. Ain't gonna do nothing now. Yeah. But it's funny when I was younger. When I lose my top, I would cry. Yeah. So <laughs> I still do. <laughs> so, so someone said, "So okay, so why you cry? So why do you cry? Why do you cry?" I said, "Oh, I cry now, cause I know what I'm about to go. I know what I'm about to go do. So I don't have to cry later on. They just talk. Hey, not time. <laughs> so you must get you crying now. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did, right? Yeah, cause it's too late to cry now. It's too late now. It's too late." So somebody said that at sentence and he was crying. I go, I go fuck you. Yeah. I was crying. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I ain't ashamed to say. Like, listen, you know what? Oh, was, it's it's not wrong being I real was, and human being. I say it all the time. No, I didn't. I didn't cry during my sentence. I was so upset. <laughs> I could have. I could have bit the steel bars and just walked. Yeah. <laughs> I was so upset. I couldn't believe. It. I remember I was in another joint, different joint. The one guy got three years. He was a big guy. He was about six six. He's talking. He's running his mouth. This other guy goes out, and I told him don't go to trial. And he goes to trial, and he get banged. I forget what he got, like twenty seven or thirty five years. So he's crying, right? And good guy, tough guy, nice guy. Really was a nice guy. I says, man, don't go to trial. Take the plea. I think they were offering him sixteen years. He goes, no, no, no. Anyway, when he's crying, the other guy says to him, just six foot. Six, whatever it is. He says, oh, you want to cry? Or he said something to him. Now, the guy just got like 30 years, say. <laughs> That's the wrong guy to say yeah. it to. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he stopped crying. He says, come in myself. And he says, "Is he fucking, if you ain't going to have to worry about crying, I'll kill you. You'll never get home in three years. And all of a sudden, that guy yeah. was quiet. It was like a dog. And then, and then I said something to him. I said, hey, man, you got three years. It's easy to talk like you're talking. It was three years. This guy's got 30 years, whatever he had. You know, and he wasn't that young either. You know, he was about 35, 40 years old at the time. So you're talking bullshit because you got three years. And then other guys jumped in on him too and started saying, man, go back to yourself and mind your business, man. Leave the guy alone. Right. Lucky he didn't get hurt. Yeah, you're lucky he didn't get hurt. Mm -hmm. And he was and he was a serious guy. He wasn't no, a guy that wasn't serious. He didn't have no bullshit case. He had a serious case. 
So like I'm gonna say, like, who do you think you're talking? Don't overstep your, yeah. you know, where you should be. You know, some guys they got a tendency of doing that, and they get killed or they get hurt real bad in that. Because mind your business. Yeah, come on, what did I do? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I do? Why did, yeah. why did he split my wig? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it's a respect the... thing. And Jen's Je a big thing about respect, especially because you're dealing with a lot of guys with emotions. Like yeah. you just asked, some guys are losing family members, some guys' wives are leaving them, some guys, you know, they're going through whatever's going through kids with them. Yeah. Things, kids, yeah. yeah, kids, yeah. It's mm -hmm. not just about doing time. That's why I'm always telling the kids when we talk. It, it, jail is just one aspect of it. it the emotions is really 90 percent mm -hmm. of it what's going on with your family yeah, yeah and then uh, I, almost, <laughs> I almost got beat up by the seat by the police one day right <laughs> coming out of, uh, out of the mess hall so you know they, they pat you down and so one of them like touched my private so i was like and i wondered like, my instinct was to hit him <laughs> but i can't hit him so yeah. i go i'm gonna walk away and um, he says to me, "What are you gonna do? Tell the warden? You know, the, the warden? The yeah. warden got there. Oh, she hated me. That yeah. Susan. Where, she chained me to to the. You know this. She chained me oh, in that's the, the whole solitary confinement. Yeah. She chained me to a chair, not even in on, the right? cell, it, like a dog on a on a chair of whoever worked the unit in the hall in solitary. The whole jail knew about it. And I'm like, this lady's crazy. She was crazy. But it was uh, oh, you gonna tell her because people's running to her." And she, she was crazy with everybody. This yeah. time, just inmates, CO. Oh, everybody. Yeah, right? she was crazy. Right? So, she like, had a drinking problem. She was a bad drunk. So they was like, "What are you going to tell her? You going to tell her? You going to tell her the warden?" And so I just kind of lost it for a minute. I swam back around. I walked up to him. <laughs> I said, "What?" I said, "If I got a problem with any man, I saw it myself. Any man, right?" I looked at him and I walked away. Now, so walking away, I'm gonna say to myself. What is wrong with you? <laughs> People will beat the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy says to me, he says, hey, Yancey. And I said, oh, here it comes now. I turn around, he says, hey, I like you, man. I like you. He said, yeah, you're a real dude. I like you. You're not a problem out of us no more. And I end up having a problem out yeah, of them again. Good. That little beat down squad they had. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Win, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll tell you how crazy that, that, that ward was. We're in a chow hall. So when you, after you finish eating, you take your tray and you dump it in, in the garbage. So there's older, he was an old man. He didn't want to finish his food. You know, you don't, you can eat whatever you want to eat. So he's walking past the warden and she's like, oh, where you going? He goes, I'm going to throw it in the garbage. She goes, sit down and finish that. He goes, I ain't eating, I'm finished. She goes, sit down and finish that or you're going to the hole. I'm like, is this lady crazy? So I was wondering what the old man was going to do because he was like a quiet guy. He was not like a, he didn't stay with nobody. I don't know what his case was. He had a, whatever he had, a couple of years or whatever. And he throws it in the garbage. And she says, put him in the hole. She put him in the hole. I'm, and I'm like, hey, this crazy lady. Like, she was really, a, a, there's like one of those people you talk about abusive. Yeah, power. yeah. I forget her last name. She was like the Polish or something. But she was a, she, listen, she locked up everybody. She threw the whole jail and all. I mean, she lost control of the jail. We were bribing everybody in there. The whole, yeah, all, she, yeah. she got everybody mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, 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 everybody nobody mad. liked her. The staff didn't like her. We didn't mm -hmm. like her. She had no, she had no business as a woman. Mm -hmm. And she was an alcoholic. And something, I think her daughter worked there or something. I forget what it was. She made too many enemies. Yeah. Too fast. Yeah, she came from too MCC fast. originally, too I heard. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. She came in, it's like, she came in out like she was on the inmate side. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, what? 
No, not having that. They, they have a staff meeting once yeah. in a while. So they order all these steaks for the staff. <laughs> we told us they take them one of them. We stole all the staff steaks. We ate them all, gave them to all the inmates. We're all cooking. They, they got the burger, whatever they got. They got the shit meat. That's so funny. Yeah, that was funny. It was like Hogan's Heroes, that, that show that's on TV. I feel like also it's a weird... The, the people that work in jails have to be a specific type of person. I mean, I, I heard... I think it was maybe you or somebody else the other day that was like... In a lot of ways, it's like they're doing, t I mean, they're doing half the time. You know, they spend. You get, you get good guards. You know, I'll tell you honestly, through all the years, you get some good ones and you get some shitty ones. The good ones, they'll tell you like this. Like, you know, you're walking by and they give you direct order. Hey, buddy, do me a favor, pick that up. You know, it's garbage. And you'll say, yeah, yeah, no problem, because he said it to you, re respect, gentlemen. Then you got other ones who say, yo, go pick that up. And now you're going to tell yeah. them, go fuck yourself. <laughs> And I mean, if you're soft, you're going to say, well, you're going to the home. I don't even fuck where I'm going. You ain't going to talk to me like that. So, you know, there's ways that some of them conduct themselves, and then you don't mind. But then there's ways where other ones conduct themselves, and you're not going to give in. But you know what's so funny? I had a, I had a situation with these uh, work officers. So I was like, uh, he came over... Oh, you were in a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but before that, I was in one of his mills over there doing right. carpentry, and he came over and spoke for me because I lost a tool, a socket. So they want to lock you up. Yeah, you yeah, socket, yeah right? it's a big deal, right? right? So uh, this guy comes over and speaks to me, telling him to let me out the hole. They're like, hold up, this guy's speaking for you. doesn't like any damn body. Yeah. He doesn't like CEOs. It means <laughs> like nobody. He must be one hell of a dude, right? I'm like, who? Then I find out the officer that was speaking to me, but I'm like, yo. We just do argue every day. We argue every single day. So I asked the seal that I'm cool with. I said, oh, your man came over. He spoke to me. He said, man, don't that dude hate me? He laughed. He said, nah. He said, he like you. Yeah. I said, he likes me? He said, yeah, because we're told that you guys are, are dangerous. Y'all this, you that. And when you get here, you're a bunch of wimps. <laughs> yeah. Since we talk, we talk trash to y'all. You don't ever say nothing. You don't accept it. And everything is everything is cool, right? He says you're not what they tell us that you are. He says, but he says, you every time he talks shit to you, you say something back to him. Yeah. So you never stop talking. Yeah. So that's why I like you. He yeah. said, because you're not like these other guys. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, I'm not accepting that because you. Yeah, this little tin bag doesn't make you doesn't make you yeah. better than yeah, you. Yeah, it doesn't make right? you abusive. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna abuse me. I'm not accepting, and I'm I'm not scared of hole. Bring the hole on. There was a guy from Penn State, Joe. I forget Joe's last name. Well, he was a star. He was a wrestler. He was a good guy. He used to work the other unit. He didn't really work our unit that much, but he hated that one too. I don't think he never got involved in all the the corruption with all of us. You know, because we had a lot of cops at the time, <laughs> all corrupt. And, uh, but he wasn't one of those guys, but he was a good guy. He, he would, you know, wrestle around and fool around because he was really a top wrestler. And yeah, I forget I his last name. Because you yeah. see my friend, you see my friend get into a little fight real quick and then it didn't escalate yeah. he let it go. He didn't say nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a little fist fight. He's like, okay. Yeah, a lot of them are good, said, you know. Won't be no knife involved. Yeah, right. That right there. He's like, no, no, he's yeah. okay, you good then. We got to wrap in a second, but do you have any, you know, I guess because we want to keep this um, to help other people, what do you think is, based off of your life experience, what is the best message you have for for the for the young kids out there that um, just might be in positions that are that are just in trouble, you know, like that are either 
at the end of their sentences or they're on the street right now just up to no good like how do you how do you help them how do you hope that your life can be an inspiration to to others well i let you let them know that uh you can turn your life around you can just stop doing what you're doing and do something different i think like i heard a song say that your that your dream be your scheme yeah. right i when i was young i didn't have a dream yeah. like that you know what i mean just something I want to do, but like if you want to do something, let that be your scheme. Let that be what you work for every day. Mm -hmm. That's how you're gonna get there. That's how you grow. If you want to be a DJ, work on your craft every day. If you mm -hmm. want to be an MC, work on your craft every day. Whatever you want to be, have to work on it every day, every day, and stay focused on it, and don't lose sight of your dream. That's what happens in the street. Usually, you have a street. You say, "Well, I need some money. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna get out the way." And then once you get those things. You forget about you when you get out the way. You don't right. get out the way. You know what you got to think about? You know, now that my daughter's gone, you know, will you make a mistake? Is it more important making a mistake that or being there for your grandson? Is it more important to be there for your son, your sons and your kids, or to fulfill your ego to, to when someone tries to, you know, go after you and whatever they're trying to do? As a young kid, as an older guy, whatever. You gotta say priorities are what? And your priorities gotta be like positive people. Like the agent that was up on the stage. It's a positive person. People can say what they want. The, the majority, 99% of people know that that's the, majority, the, the, the right way to be. Gentlemen, live your life, go to work, do the right thing. And I'm not talking about some of the agents I don't like from Washington, D.C. Because they're worse than the gangsters for what they're doing. But I'm talking about being a, a a product of your environment is your choice. You can be a good product or you can be a negative product. You got guys like Dan that we're talking about Brownsville. He's such a gentleman and unfortunately, like us, he had a son that was in jail, who was in jail for a lot of years, and he lost the son. And we gotta make those choices and we can tell these kids, don't ruin your life, go to the beach, man. You wanna sit in a cell or you wanna go to the beach? You wanna be with your girl? or you want to be in a cell. You start choices and let that ego go because you can get to a fight every day or you can get to worse thing every day. And if you think that money's going to make you happy, you're wrong. You're right, John. And this part of you talk about the loneliness and things that you missed. You miss. I didn't realize how much I missed until I came home. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I missed. You, 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 know, you, try, you try to tell yourself, no, I'm not missing nothing. It's no big deal. So when you're going to make it do it, just yeah. tell you, yourself yeah, lie out. yourself, yeah. Yeah, you lie yourself, suck yourself out. Dude, when you get home, you realize all the things that you've missed. Like, you miss your, you miss, you miss your relatives, you miss the kids growing up, your nieces, and you miss Just going in the shower without shower shoes. <laughs> you know what the showers are like? Yeah. And I tell everybody who doesn't know, they shit in the showers, they jerk off in the showers, they piss in the showers. They do everything. They the do everything in those showers. You just want to go home and sit in the shower or bathtub, clean. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, wait, a bathtub. That was... <laughs> you remember when I went in the bathtub? <laughs> <laughs> the bathtub's like, oh my God. It's like a new world. Yeah. Because it's just a shower. The yeah. shower's there. That's it. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? It ain't the same. I went in a bathtub in a jail. I got caught going in. I had a bathtub really? in the old jail. Yeah, yeah. swear to God. I went yeah. in. And everybody was... I locked in. And I said, I don't care what happens. And they put me in a hole. <laughs> I go, you gotta be kidding me, there's a bathtub in there. <laughs> 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 you know, 
Well, Derek, um, a pleasure, really a pleasure to to have had you both at the live show and then today here. Um, yeah, brother, I gotta tell you, reconnect with you again is amazing. Hey, listen, I, if you could have yeah. seen my heart just bust with joy yeah. when I see this guy, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it was just yeah, it's great, it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, back and I prayed for you. Yeah, while you was on the run, I was like, man, this is a good dude, and this all this is happening, and you know, pray to God he make it out of it. And sure did, boy. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, sir, you deserve it, man. You deserve it, man. Everybody's, yeah. you know. For the most part, he was a good guy. He carried them dudes in there. And that's why I don't know like, why they did him dirty like that, but he carried them. It wasn't for him. Most of them there, they had to, had to leave this place. They couldn't stay there. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll have that live show up um, that Derek is talking about when he first sees John or when they, I guess, first reunite for the first time in 20 years. That's on our, our Patreon channel. Um, but uh, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. See you guys. Questions, ask. Write them away. We'll answer them. Beautiful. Cool. Good channel. Great stuff. Good stuff, man. I love talking about that shit, man. Time is at 2 o'clock. Now, I got another. I got to get. What do I do with my meter? Oh, yeah. We got a...